Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the last episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast for 2023. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I've learned this year and that I'm hoping to carry forward into 2024 in my business. Now, the idea of this is don't worry, it's not going to be a rambling monologue of what I've done over the past 12 months, because <laughs> if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you're probably going to know what I've been up to. But what I want to do more is think about like what the lessons that have been learned, because we're always learning new things in our business and things that I think are going to be really helpful for you guys as well going into your business next year. Um, Now, I've kind of whittled it down to five, but I just think an interesting side note to this is that one of the lessons I've definitely learned from this year, and it it didn't quite make the list, but I think it's relevant to mention it, is that... I'm definitely prone to over delivering and and I know this, you know, with a lot of my clients as well, that maybe over delivering is not quite the right word. It's more this idea of being perhaps a bit over ambitious. So like when I first started planning this episode, I was thinking, right, it's the end of 2023. Why don't I do 23 lessons from the year? And it was like, don't get me wrong, I could 100% sit here and rattle off 23 things for you. But it just reminds me a little bit of a few years ago when I decided, right, I need to make some social media content. And rather than creating 10 ideas or 10 tips, whatever it was, I decided that 100 was a nice round number and that was what I was going to do. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Like if I commit to these things, I'll get it done. Like I wrote 100 pieces of content. When I started planning this episode, I wrote 23 ideas down almost. But actually one of the things I'm taking into next year is this idea of less is more. And actually sometimes you don't have to spend hours creating these big ambitious projects that you've made for yourself when something smaller of good quality will also suffice. (laughs) So today I'm sharing five with you, not 23, but never fear. There's lots of things intermingled in each other here. So the first one, let's just dive straight in. So one of the, I guess, sort of main focuses for me this year has been inside Love Mondays Club, but also inside my education business as well, is evolving this idea of community. Because if I'm honest, over the years, I guess with my business I especially in the education business you know there'd be lots of people who would sort of come in and and then you know they'd be there for a year or so and then they'd disappear and whilst I liked that and I liked getting to work with lots of different people I found it quite like transient in many ways or like you know always moving around and for me this year it was more about kind of building up better connections with people because what I found this is probably one of the downsides of moving to online and I I love online you know the reality is I won't go back to too much face-to-face stuff but one of the things is that you know when I used to do face-to-face work with students or clients is that you know we got to know each other so much better because of course you know whilst there was that that kind of like training and interaction and teaching time that we had 
it was all the little, you know, the little small talk bits afterwards. You know, when I used to do one-to-one and I used to go to people's houses for my education business, like I would sit there with the parents and have a cup of tea and we'd have a good chat and we'd get on really well. And that for me was something that I was actually really starting to miss online, especially in my education business as well, because, you know, the kids would come, they'd leave, we were in group classes. It was harder to kind of like feel like you had that stronger rapport. And it was the same with my coaching business. Like I didn't, or my sort of training business as well with marketing. Like I didn't want it to be this kind of thing where we pop on, chat for 60 minutes, then disappear. And, you know, again, that that rapport maybe isn't there. So for me in 2023, one of the biggest things was building more of a sense of community. And I'm so glad I did it because it has been one of the number one most enjoyable parts, I would say, of building Love Mondays Club. And it's, you know, something that I would really recommend, like if you're not doing it in your business already, is thinking about this idea of like how you can create more community sort of feeling with within your business. Because one of the huge things is it, with it is that it really helps you with customer retention. So we found this in our education business that this year, because we sort of built a bigger sense of community, more people were coming back to us saying, we want to keep working with you. Like even though we've hit our deadline or we've hit the exam, we've done it, we don't want to lose the momentum and rhythm that we have. And you know, the students are really happy. So let's keep going. And and I found the same for Love Mondays Club as well. Like even though, you know, previously before I started the kind of membership side of it, we'd get to the end of a program and most people would still say, but I want to keep going. Like I feel like I'm just getting started and I'll touch on memberships a little bit more later but that kind of community has been really powerful and especially as well like if you're working with adult clients like if you're in any kind of coaching or training business that community element as well really helps to support your members because as well they're not just relying on you for sort of support and ideas and feedback they can also start to kind of like lean on each other as well and I've really seen that a lot recently inside my own community and I think one of the big driving forces as well of this has actually been running in-person events. So this year I've done my first ever in-person events. I did one back in May and then I did my other one recently in November. And this was something big and stretchy and I'll be honest, really scary. Like when I first did the one in May, it was, it was scary and it was a huge investment. Like it was one of these things where I had to put down a lot of money, you know, to reserve the reserve the space in the area and the photographer and everything we were doing. That kind of like putting your money where your mouth is thing can be really scary. But it's one of these things that like, like everything, the first time we do it, it feels a bit crunchy. You're maybe feeling a bit unsure. I'm also going to be honest and tell you it wasn't something I did totally on my own. Like I had professional support. I had somebody like a mentor helping me and she kind of done these things herself and gave me lots of guidance. So that was a huge takeaway as well for me with all these things is like if it's new and it's scary and you're a bit unsure, don't be afraid to go and invest in support and get somebody to help you to do it because it's going to make it much more of a success. And then, of course, that meant the second time around when I did it in November, I knew what I was doing. I didn't kind of need that extra support. And actually, I had lots of my own ideas to put in there and everything else. So that was really great. And in those times as well, you know, it was mainly working with my clients who are in Love Mondays Club and they've all got to know each other really well. And like I see them now supporting each other's businesses publicly. Lots of my clients recently have had a surge of inquiries and new business coming through. And I really do put a lot of that down to this kind of community of people supporting each other. So that's been really powerful to see. But also as well, an interesting lesson to take away from this is I think so community is really important. But alongside this, I've also learned a lot of lessons about my my energy levels in these situations. So it's one of these things, isn't it? Like some some activities in your business, you know, if you imagine you've got that kind of like little battery of energy each day or each month almost. I find sitting here 
twiddling around on, you know, like admin or social media or things like that doesn't take up too much of my energy. Things like doing this podcast, you know, a little bit more because I'm having to sit nice and straight in front of the microphone and really concentrating on what I'm saying. You know, I'm keeping an eye on one screen of the monitor, making sure the audio is okay and I've got notes in front of me. So a bit of stuff going on, like that takes up a bit more concentration. Video is like that next step because I've also got to, you know, get myself camera ready. And, and you know, when you're sitting there looking at yourself for a long time, it's pretty intense. <laughs> And you, you can't, the thing is, you can't look away because then you're not looking at the camera and then it, yeah, it looks strange on the video. So that's an interesting experience. And, and again, it's one of these things that the more you do it, the more you get used to it. The next level up from that is probably doing live calls. So I know that like one-to-ones, you know, don't use too much of my energy because they're a little bit more, they're intensive, but you know, it's just you and one person. Or as a group call, there's kind of lots of things going on and you're kind of showing up and managing the calls and things. And then finally, what I really sort of recognized and saw in myself is that doing these in-person events used up, I would say, like max 100% of my energy. Because of course, the thing is, it's not just those six or seven hours that we're together during the day. There's the build up to it. There's the preparation. Like there's so many little steps that go into making sure like all your ducks are in a row and everyone's got everything they need. All the prep the night before, getting up early, getting to the venue, setting it all up and everyone's there. And like, it's amazing. It's great. And it's one of those things that like in the moment, it gives you that buzz and that surge and you love it. And you're like, you know, the adrenaline's going on your sort of, you know, going all day full of the old beans. And and again, you know, another lesson for myself is to learn to eat because I forget to eat because I'm too busy running around doing things. And, you know, I crash by the time I finally get home later in the evening. (laughs) But definitely what I found is that after those events, I need a good 24, 48 hours of just quiet, chill time to just, you know, almost reset myself a little bit. Back in May, when I did the event in London, I did it on the Friday, I think it was. And then on the Saturday, we were flying out and going on holiday. Now that felt like a really exciting thing to do. And it felt a little bit, you know, bougie to be sort of doing events and then flying off on holiday the next day. It just so happened that was kind of the way the dates fell. But actually on hindsight, I didn't like it because I was at that. Because also as well, I find traveling super stressful. I hate going to the airport. Like it's just the whole pile of it so having that kind of like that whole day of like all my client work and then the next day having like something that's then almost the polar opposite to me like it's not an energizing exciting experience it's actually quite stressful and I don't enjoy it I found you know it took me quite a long time to like wind down while I was on holiday and I kind of felt myself in a bit of a heightened state so that was a really interesting one and so going forward into next year and this is my advice for you like I bet you know listening to this you can think of activity in your activity sorry in your business where like some of them energize you and then others kind of like take away a lot of your energy and you know you kind of need recovery periods so thinking about when you're planning things in the future like maybe if you run a sort of coaching business or you're planning on doing something in person giving yourself like that half a day before just to kind of do the little preppy bits that you kind of forget about but last minute suddenly come up the day's event and then giving yourself maybe a day or two afterwards just to kind of like unwind and and you know reflect and just sort of let yourself recharge your batteries so that was a really interesting one the second one is this idea of no matter how hard you try I think if you don't enjoy something in your business you're either going to procrastinate over it for ages and waste loads of time or you're just simply not going to do it and I found this in my business you know there's certain things that I just never enjoyed doing and this is even lessons from from ages ago but I, I still need to keep applying it to my business so 
for example, the way to kind of identify this is I always encourage my clients to have like what we call CEO days and I give them little templates and trainings and things that they can go through and like checklists. But the main idea of it is, is that you need to really map out like what are all the steps in your business, all the different stages, what needs to be done and then look at those and I, and address, you know, which ones am I good at? Which ones do I enjoy doing? What are the ones I put off all the time? And ultimately, what are the ones I can probably get rid of? You know, that, you know, maybe I'm not doing it and actually it's not really happening having that much effect on my business. And when you start to identify with yourself, you know, like when you start to become that that sort of level of self-awareness of seeing like what you're doing really well and what you're procrastinating over, you kind of have two choices really. So you need to either get help and find a way to enjoy it. And I think a lot of what I'm talking about here is social media. So like so many people come to me like when we first start working together and the, the general consensus is I don't like social media. I don't like marketing. I don't like showing up online. And I I think that's because for so many of us when we first get started there's this preconceived idea of what we should be doing what we must be doing and for me it's about like helping clients get creative recognizing what their strengths are and what they enjoy doing and and then ultimately like I say when they see it as their strength when they see it as something they enjoy they're going to show up so much more with it so like one of my clients as an example at the moment is doing like a, a language challenge and she's doing these great videos and each day putting out a little video and teaching people and like you can see that really is her strength like she's a language teacher it's all about spoken communication and yeah she's having so much success with it so those are the kind of things you can do also though however on the flip side if you find it something that actually you don't want to get support with you don't want to do it and actually you don't really see it having much impact on your business then stop it completely so like another example of this might be you might have found that when you started your business you got on all of the social media platforms like you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, Pinterest, you, you name it, you're on all of them. And actually keeping up that level of content, especially if you're like a solo business owner, it's... I don't want to say it's near on impossible, but it, it it's going to take so much work and so much of your time. And if you enjoy doing it, it won't be a bother for you, you know, and you'll, you'll probably have systems and ways that you do these things that you can pump it out and it all works fine. But if you're sat here listening to this right now thinking, yes, I am on all these platforms and actually I'm not consistent. I don't use them very effectively. And I'm kind of putting 20% of effort into each of them rather than, you know, 100% of effort into one that I know is going to work really well then I really recommend thinking about next year and thinking about, okay, where do I want to put my energy? What's the platform that works for me? You know, what's the style of content that works for me that I enjoy? But also as well, caveating that, like you also have to make sure your ideal clients are there as well. Because if you're going onto a platform where those clients aren't spending time, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot harder to maybe get yourself noticed and get yourself out there. So it, it's the balancing act between the two there. Like another example for you is like Facebook. Facebook's definitely a bit of a might one like most people I meet they're either like yeah I like it I get a lot from it or other people are like no avoid it they'd rather be over on Instagram or LinkedIn so what I found for me like with Love Mondays Club I like Facebook because I have my community over there and if you're not a member of that community I actually pop a link to that in the show notes you're very welcome to come and join us and for me that like Facebook groups have always been my happy place like I get to choose who comes into them like I know people really well I've got my current clients some of my old clients like new people coming and joining and that's like my kind of happy place you know I'm really comfortable on there and I I get lots of you know feedback from it and stuff like that but interestingly in my education business I've really fallen out of love with with Facebook and I think one of the reasons for this is just because of like you know different different people that I'm sort of interacting with over there and I felt in my education business sometimes that like 
the Facebook was like taking a lot from me and not necessarily giving me too much back, not in comparison to what I was getting from Love Mondays Club. So for this reason, you know, Facebook is still always going to be a very important part of my marketing, my education business, because it's where my ideal clients are. But what we're going to be doing next year is heading over to YouTube and putting lots of our time and effort and energy into that, because we also know that's probably the second place where a lot of our ideal clients are hanging out. So it's that enjoyment thing. Like we know in the education business, like I like making videos. I like being creative with this sort of stuff. You know, I've done it for years now. I feel quite comfortable with it. So don't don't get me wrong though. I'll be honest. I'm still scared. Like the thought, the thought of starting a YouTube channel, like makes me feel all crunchy inside, but you know, it's also one of these things that I can see the potential of it. So it's about kind of, you know, playing to your strengths and picking out what's going to work really well for you. And then I can put all my like creative energy into like, the the kind of social medium that I like and then Facebook can just support that like it's not the one thing that I'm relying on so that's my kind of takeaway for you is like to to think outside the box a little bit and to think about you know what you enjoy doing what you're going to actually you know if you enjoy it you're going to be a lot more consistent with it as well and we all know that you know consistency is what's going to give you results in your business so that's something to think about for next year couple more points for us so one of them is that this is from a sort of financial business structure point of view so last week I talked about memberships and why you know lots of businesses should or could consider starting memberships or evolving their memberships next year. And one of the main reasons for me with this is because recurring revenue is one of the most, I guess, comforting and consistent and stable ways of like growing your business and for me and members inside love mondays club it's one of the things i've said like that i really am going to get us sort of focusing on in 2024 and how to create this because when you start to get recurring revenues recurring revenue you know that sort of clients paying you the same amount every month it means that you can forecast a lot more accurately. You've got more sust- um, stability in your business. And also as well, most of the time when you start to create things like this, it also means that your services become scalable. Because something I say to lots of people is like, it's not necessarily a good thing to have a waiting list. Like, don't get me wrong. If it's like a one-to-one service and that's like the top of your tree, like your VIP services, yes, you know, the reality is you probably will end up having to have a, a waiting list for that because that time is very limited but like your other services below that like there should always be different ways of people working with you because also as well like from my experience yes people will say I want to join the waiting list but most of them have deadlines most of them have things that they want to achieve in the here and now so they might hang around for a few weeks maybe a couple of months but if you know you're not going to have availability for another six months or 12 months the chances of them still being there are probably going to be a little bit lower so for me it's about like if people want to work with me I want to be able to support them in multiple ways at multiple price points that works for them so for me 2024 is going to be like memberships is going to be one of my main focuses like love mondays club works on a membership model my education business works on a membership model and like I say it just yeah it creates that stability that I've always kind of craved in my business because when I first again started working for myself many many years ago and I did one-to-one in the education world you know I'd have some real bumper months and then come other times of the year it would suddenly get really quiet and I I hated that I hated that kind of roller coaster because it yeah it just didn't feel sustainable in the long term and if and I found it really hard to plan things as well because there was always that little sense of uncertainty. So yeah, recurring revenue is definitely something to think about if you haven't got that already set up in your business. So 
another one, my next point, this is a little bit more of a mindset thing. This is something actually that kind of I've talked about with clients throughout the year, but it's come up recently again in, inside the membership we've been talking together is this idea of like sort of helping your clients and students to get results. I was listening to diary of a CEO the other day, Mel Robbins was on there and she said something that really kind of struck a chord with me and she said, you can't want change for someone more than they do. They have to want it, otherwise it's never going to happen. And I, I kind of, it's one of those moments where I like paused the podcast and really thought about it. I was like, hmm, this kind of rings a lot of bells. And, and I think this is the thing, right? Like, for so many of my clients that I work with, you know, we, we're so passionate about what we do. We want all of our students to kind of get those high grades. We want all of our clients that we work with to get, you know, amazing results. But a lot of the time though, it's not, and this this is, I think sometimes it's hard, it's hard to kind of accept this, but a lot of the time, you know, it's also about accepting that like, whilst we might have all these ideas and goals and, you know, ambitious results that we think our clients and students can achieve, it fundamentally isn't kind of up to us for, to make them happen. Like, you know, I, I say this a lot as well to a lot of my clients, like we're here to like facilitate and give people all the resources they need and, you know, give them all the support and accountability they need to reach those goals. But if they don't do it, I think it can be really easy to take that personally and feel like you've not you've not maybe done a good job or you've not done things well. But, you know, 99% of the time that is that is not the case because you can kind of look across at another client or student you have and see them flying and doing amazingly. And you've given both of them the exact same service. So I think this is a really interesting thing to reflect on. And, and it's this is certainly not a criticism of everyone or anyone, because I know that I've been part of programs where I I've received the exact same you know service as somebody else and that person's gone on to achieve 10 times more than me and it wasn't because you know the service I received wasn't good enough wasn't helpful the the honest truth if I'm if I'm you know super honest is that I didn't put 100% of myself into it because there were maybe other things going on I had other distractions I was maybe not taking like kind of assertive action with it like I was overthinking it a little bit and again that's another lesson learned in these situations is that you know like you if you are going to invest in things and you want to work with people like make sure you are 100% invested in it and you you really have a good go of it and you know I think a lot of the time in these things again I set high standards for myself so even though I always achieve things I always also look at it and think oh but look at how much more I could have done <laughs> so that's a whole other mindset thing to work on there so yeah it's it's this thing about you know like creating a great customer service creating making sure that kind of everyone gets the same support and that same you know like level of service but not holding yourself like truly kind of responsible for for what happens on the other side and another thing for this as well is I I guess you know it's this is something else I wanted just to add on to this point here is also about having really clear boundaries with like who you're working with as well something something that I found you know like in in my especially I guess it may be more in my education business than inside Love Mondays Club but I found over the years and this year in particular just reminded me to have like really strong kind of like processes in place and boundaries around people who respectfully in the end kind of ended up being time wasters so what we've done now is created like a kind of very clear process for like when somebody inquires what information we provide to them and you know how they start to work with us and we're also quite strict on like our payments and how that works because what we found in the beginning is that and again this is where those kind of people pleasing tendencies can kick in so what we found in the beginning was that you know 
each person that came to work with us wanted to pay in a different way or they didn't want to pay x amount at the beginning they wanted to have the sample and then pay and you know there were so many variations of it and you know initially to get the ball rolling we might have accommodated those because of course when you first start your business like getting bums on seats is important getting that income coming in is important but as soon as you've kind of got those first few people it's then time to really like streamline it and clear it up. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I had one sort of inquiry and, you know, we were we were very sort of strict about, no, this is how it works. And, you know, when you get that kind of, you get that red flag feeling and you, you get the warning signs and you think, you know, don't, don't give in to this. It's, you know, it's probably not going to work out. You know, it's one of those things, the messages were going back and forth and nothing was, you know, being very decided. And in the end, against my better judgment, I was like, fine, okay, we will create, you know, like a, a one-off link for you and then we'll sort it out from there. So of course that meant we then had to go do a little bit of extra admin. We had to create it. We had to set up this other bit of the system. And once that was all done, sent it to the the potential person joining us only for them to then turn around and say oh no sorry it's not convenient anymore we'll be in touch <laughs> I was so frustrated and, and it was just one of those lessons where I was like you know all the way through that process I was telling myself like I was telling myself like Helen if one of your clients was talking to you about this you'd be saying no hold firm with your boundaries it's your process it's the way your business works you know like don't treat people fairly don't treat them differently um, and yeah I, I went against my own advice and it come back and bit me in the proverbial so there we go it's it's one of these things that like even if you're long in the tooth and doing stuff a long time you still have these little moments where maybe you think oh but just this time and I guess that lesson going into next year is the whole idea of like be firm be consistent and it's just going to make your life so much easier and you know what if that customer or client doesn't want to kind of follow your rules essentially in the way that you run your business then perhaps say la vie perhaps they're just not the right client for you at that time and actually if they really are that invested in coming to work with you they will make it work like they will you know they will be able to fit into your your systems and the way things happen that was a an honest takeaway for you there <laughs> okay and the last one on the list and i think this is really important and this is something i've been trying to tell myself a lot i think over the past year is that there really is no rush with these things and like i'm super ambitious you know i can see so much potential with love mondays club and i have so many big dreams of what i want to do with it all and where i want to take it all but i think that like when you have these big ambitions and I know a lot of my clients are like this as well and we, we talk about this like they're super ambitious they've got you know great things they want to achieve in their businesses and I think it can be really easy to feel pressured by by other people's success and you know sometimes there is that little feeling of like you know and, and you know this is marketing this this it's designed to make you feel like this is the honest truth but like it it makes you kind of feel like oh you know I'm not doing things fast enough or I'm not hitting my goals quick enough or you know that person's you know been doing it less time than me and look how far ahead they are that person's younger than me and they've already achieved x y and z like there's there's so many different kind of things that come into play with all of this but the reality is like and I won't list them off because most of us know a handful of them anyway but like we can all find examples of people who have become really successful at what they do at all ages and all different stages of life there is I don't think any perfect time for this and I and I am a bit of a believer now like don't get me wrong I'm still very action orientated and I know that you know 
action creates results like that's that's what made these people successful i do think there sometimes sometimes there's an, an element of luck and being in the right place at the right time but you know 90 percent of it 99 percent of it is is just hard work and being consistent and showing up but if for example you have some things going on in your life at the moment that's preventing you from doing it that it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the road it doesn't mean it's not going to happen and i and i can you know from my own personal examples like I've mentioned before on the podcast that I have a health condition. So like there are certain times of the year when like, you know, the weather's just at that optimal 20 degrees with a light breeze, like the perfect weather. (laughs) My, you know, my body feels fine. My bones are not giving me any grief. So I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders. I'm I'm good to go. Whereas like now going into winter when it's cold, you know, my my joints have things like, you know, literally as I'm recording this, you probably couldn't hear it, but I I just wiggled my arms and they all clicked (laughs) as if to confirm what I'm saying. But like you know like there's arthritis and things like that so the reality is when you're living with things like that like I don't feel great all the time like my energy is is pretty low so this is something again I've also learned to adapt in my business and and you know again for you for anyone listening like if you have sort of health conditions then like listen to your body see when you have your like peaks and troughs and sort of plan around these things um and it doesn't have to be health conditions it could be just that you have responsibilities and other things that take up your time or take your energy and things like that so don't beat yourself up if you're not exactly where you want to be right now because it doesn't mean it's not going to happen it just means it might take a little bit more time than we initially expected and really interestingly as well, like we talk about this idea of being successful, but what you'll probably find and what I've definitely found this year is that my definition of success is changing really quickly. You know, when I when I first started my business and I felt like I didn't really have any money, is the honest truth, you know, when you first really getting started, money for me was the number one ambition because that's what equals stability. But then you'll you'll probably find that you'll reach a point in the, your business where you start earning the money that you're you're living very comfortably and actually money that maybe then doesn't come become the biggest marker of success maybe other things step into that so I think it's a really interesting thing to do in your business is just to keep checking in with yourself and thinking right I'm chasing this goal maybe it's a financial goal you know is it actually bringing me happiness though am I enjoying the process like does it feel like success or does it actually feel hard and crunchy and like I'm wading through treacle a little bit here Um, and there's no right or wrong answer to this is the truth you know we all have our own definitions of success and we all have our own goals and things that we want to achieve it's something to kind of be it's really personal to you and don't compare other people's success to, to what yours should look like and I think as well just one more thing to add to this before I finish the episode is also this idea of like when you're kind of really going for it in your business. So I've been doing this a few years now and I've kind of watched and followed people in the space. And, you know, what I'm about to say is by absolutely no means a criticism or anything like that, because I really admire these people. But one thing I've noticed with a few is like, they've worked really hard and they've achieved great things. They've, you know, achieved big milestones, big financial goals, all these sorts of things. But what I've noticed that over that kind of 18 months, two year period, a lot of them now are talking about how they may be feeling burnt out or they feel like actually they've created a bit of a monster and they're almost having to like redo their businesses because the way they initially built and scaled really quickly isn't sustainable for them anymore. And I think for me, like I say, this is not a criticism. This is just like a a really interesting reflection. And it's been something I've been thinking about in my own business of like, like I'm in this for the long haul. And I think, you know, all my clients are, and I bet you guys listening are like, we want to have a, there's got to be a longevity to what we're doing and and a kind of sustainability to it as well. So I guess this is the kind of curious thing for me is like, 
when people reach these like big milestones of success, is it possible to do that without getting to a point where you then suddenly feel like, oh my goodness, what have I created? I have to unpick it all and change it all. Is it possible to totally like avoid the burnout and that feeling of, you know, spinning lots of plates and things like that? Personally, I think it is achievable, but I think that just from my observations, it is achievable, but it's also the fact that kind of what you sacrifice is that you then have to maybe go at a slightly slower pace rather than 100 mile an hour. And I think that for me is the kind of thing that I'm taking into next year and something I've talked to my clients about as well. I said, you know, if you want to go 100 mile an hour, I'm all here for that energy. Let's go for it. We can do it. But on the flip side, if you actually just want to take your time and build things gradually, that is also an equally perfect thing to do. Like, again, the whole message of this is that there's no right or wrong to all of this. You know, it's your business. It's your life. It's it's what you want to do with it all. So there we go. Those were my five markers, plus the one little extra one at the beginning of, I guess, what I've kind of learned or thought or really reflected on this year. And yeah, carrying forward into 2024. And hopefully in this episode, there were some little, little tidbits in there for you that you could kind of resonate with and maybe think about how that could apply to you and your business for the following year. I hope you all have a wonderful festive season. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, whether you're a new listener or whether you're a long-term listener. I really, really appreciate it. And I've had some really lovely kind feedback over the past few months about the podcast and I really appreciate it thank you for listening so I'm going to be coming back into the podcast around the beginning of January I think maybe around the 8th is when the next episode's coming out so I'm going to break my chain of weekly episodes and just have a little bit of time off I've got loads of great things planned for the podcast and I'm actually going to spend a bit of the winter break sort of doing a bit of that planning and prepping and um, yeah thinking about what the podcast is going to look like next year so again thank you so much for listening I really appreciate all your support and I wish you a very happy new year and I'll see you in 2024. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.